Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. All right, well, fantastic. Hey, guys, welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. Uh, this is the Knucklehead Steven. And yes, I did say guys. So guys and gals, too. We're, everybody's included here. We're, we're an inclusive community, remember? Uh, anyway, I'm just messing, just messing with you. I'm excited today. Today we've got with us Mr. Aaron Childress. I'm going to screw up his name at least two or three times, so he's going to correct me. Um, I want to call him the Beard. I just don't want to call him Aaron. I just want to call him the Beard. So what's up, man? It's glad to ha- I'm glad to have you here. Absolutely, absolutely. You won't you won't mess my name with the the easy way to do it. And this is the one I've gone by on social media for a while. Is just call me Chili. That's what most people call me. Chili. So, okay. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I like it. It's a familial nickname because I have a lot of lazy friends, and okay. so they can't pronounce my full. I was a Marine, so there was too many syllables in chill dress that they thought. There's actually the same. In yep. chill, less letters. They. Yep. Yep. I gave them some crowns, and everybody was happy. My last name is Colon, so I don't know oh. how you shorten it to butt, and it's like the funniest thing on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're a knucklehead like me and you get it tattooed on yourself. So for those of you who are listening, maybe we can have a contest and I'll send you a picture of it. So anyway, um, we got, uh, we got with us today, Mr. Chili. I like it. So um, I'm interested, man. This is, this is kind of a, a fun thing. What, what connected us was a um, kind of a common topic amongst some of the content that we were creating and I'm interested. So tell us a little bit about you, what, what spurred the whole idea for the weapon safety rules. And I, I'm just interested. What, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, you know, the, the, the video that you're, that you're talking about is the four firearm safety rules. Um, it's, it's a common topic. It's a topic we've heard for years, you know, but some people haven't. Um, one of the things I'm really interested in, in the way I teach. Um, yeah, I was, a, I was a Marine Corps marksmanship instructor. I was an infantryman. When I got out, I still had a lot of interest in guns and, and uh, firearms. Um, I've worked with a lot of brands like Vortex in the past where I would actually instruct people. I was on Cabela's shooting team. I was always you know, in stores or with people teaching how to shoot or how, my methods of shooting. But what I found more often than not was that the novice, the entry level person is who yep. had the most questions. Yep. And the people that were you know, wearing the 5'11 pants and everything to the, the range that day, they that wasn't really my audience. The people that were trying to do all this high level tactical stuff, that wasn't really my audience. The people that wanted to talk to me were entry level. So I was like, you know what, what's more entry level than let's talk about something before you ever even pick up that firearm. And that's Absolutely. how obey the safety rules. Um, yeah. and, and, and I, I don't believe in just droning on and on in, in this monotone, hard to listen to, uh, speech about the four firearm stations. I believe you should make it interesting and I believe you should make it something that lasts and it just sticks in your brain. And the one thing people came to me after that video was they just kept saying like, it's loaded, loaded, loaded. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, as soon as you watch it, my goodness, you're going to be leaving that video going loaded. loaded. <laughs> you're going to be, you don't, you're not going to want to point a, like a finger gun at, at something afterwards. You're going to be like loaded, it's loaded. Point it over here. Yeah, and I believe that. I I live that because even my even my kids, I teach them that all the way down from Nerf guns up. I teach them, you know, why are you pointing it that way? That gun's loaded. That's you know, absolutely. Practice makes perfect, man. I mean, my that's exactly right. So Lego guns, 
lead to, I mean, what, what's Lego guns is the same as a gun. It's the exact same, you know, unless you put some, you know, high caliber, uh, high caliber magazine or uh, actually make it condition one. There's no difference between a Lego gun and a regular gun. Actually, there's somebody would argue with me, but they, <laughs> they would be right. So anyway, um, that's awesome, man. So there's been a lot of knuckleheaded mistakes that, uh, you know, that I've made through the years, you know, but the only, re the only way, like uh, the Marine Corps, they have a, a saying with pain retains, right? Mm -hmm. which, is, which is quasi true. I mean, I can think about times where I've been stressed out or full of anxiety and, and that lesson has stayed with me. I always go back to it if I start to kind of recreate that same circumstance. But what are some things, I mean, when you, as far as, as, far as where you come from that, um, that created an opportunity for you to kind of be a knucklehead or, or learn from failure? But tell us a little bit about some of those stories. Oh, man. Uh, my life. <laughs> Uh, it's like, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. Anyway, this <laughs> I came out of the womb and I fumbled, but no, it was, a uh, my, the, the failure in my life. Um, I, I had a run of them for a while. Yeah. Um, I, you know, getting at, getting out of high school, I graduated high school at 16 years old. Um, wanted to go be a youth pastor and I failed at that. I wanted to be a rock musician, made two albums, toured a little bit mostly regional one big at all you can't find it anywhere don't go searching um <laughs> i uh i failed at that you know then i go to the marine corps i did okay at the marine corps i was an okay marine you know i still hang out with my buddies i still talk to the guys i served with which is usually the mark of whether or not you were okay or not if the guys in your unit will still talk to you you're okay but True. you know they'll, they'll still talk to me we still hang out but i i i could have done better. i could have been a better marine you know I, I get out of the Marine Corps. Um, I start uh, a media company, which I kind of already had prior, but I restarted. I started a media company. Yeah. I was doing work for like NCAA events, and, and that failed. And uh, I got a co. I, I became a college head baseball coach. Um, I worked my way up through the ranks of being an, all the way to a college head baseball coach, recruiting, traveling the country, and and I failed at that. And then uh, along comes you know, making videos and content, you know, out in the hunting world and, uh, you know, firearms and everything. And, and I get picked up by, you know, the biggest outdoors network at that time, you know, which consequently enough, which is kind of, or not uh, coincidentally enough, the video that they saw, uh, they saw a YouTube video of me back in 2012 or 13 of my, teaching my son firearm safety rules at the range. Wow. So full circle, but, um, I did a video of teaching him firearm safety rules because he said that they didn't matter because they were pistols, they were smaller. And I said, no, they all matter. And so Absolutely. that's how I started teaching him. And uh, they picked it up. I was on TV. Things are going great. I'm talking to the network. I'm with Cabela's. I'm with Vortex. I'm, I'm with some of the biggest names out there. And, and they're talking about pushing me to the top. You know, they have all these different things they want to do. I'm 2015, I'm the Christmas commercial for Cabela's. Um, I'm on top of the world and, and I, and I failed, I failed. You, you wouldn't think it because I had this persona around me that looked like I had it all figured out, but I failed. And where I failed was I had gotten so big into my own hype and to who I was and believing that I was this TV person, this TV host, and I was important that I completely forgot that there was people at home that cared about me, that there was, there was a, a, a family there. I just, they were more of a, 
afterthought or a byline in my bio instead of actual real human beings that cared about me and wanted me home sometimes. And uh, it was – for a second? Yeah. That's, that's an incredible story. Just one of those. One of those is an incredible story. You meet people all the time that spend time in the Marine Corps or the, the military, and they, they talk about that four years of their life for the rest of their life. So your time in, that's a lesson in itself, right? Yeah. I'm rising through the ranks as a college baseball coach. Most people don't even know how to spell baseball in the circles that I run, myself included. No, I'm kidding. But my, my point is, is that's an incredible story in itself. So good on you for always putting yourself out there. Um, that's the, I mean, half, the, half of what you hear uh, is required for success. is just showing up. Nobody yeah. can ever say that you didn't do that. My goodness gracious. Of course, yeah. you, you, you know, you may have beat your head up against the wall a few more, a few more times than what you needed to, to figure it yeah. out. But that's, that's part of you though. That's, that's what Chili brings to the table, man. He's going <laughs> to learn, he's going to learn a lesson hardcore that's awesome um okay so i had to stop you just to because it as you were going through those what i what kept on going through my mind is okay and oh okay there was a failure there but it sounds as if there wasn't much pause for reflection on each one of those lessons until you started to kind of get to it at the very end yep that's that's when it all hit you know and that was I think if I would have taken the time after each one of those, maybe I could have avoided what was um, probably the the most easily the most painful time of my life. A, a very, very insanely painful time of you go through all these situations and when you don't take time to, like you said, you know, reflect and figure out and, and, and put the pieces back together they all come crashing down and everything you just heard me say hit me all at once in October of 2016. And, um, I was an alcoholic. I had just, just prior to this breakdown, I had been told by the VA that a third of my liver was gone. Um, so I was like, Oh, I got to cut down on this probably. Uh, and then I had a really bad night and I had a really bad night and, and, you know, alcohol involved and, and, you know, nothing nothing illegal but just like a really bad like yep. family family night and that's called uh, reality slapping you in the face that's what that's called that's yep and that's, it that's was a, that's a lesson it, oh, well you're you're just getting into it and i don't want you to i don't want to deviate too much here but this is why we started knucklehead podcast for this story right here knucklehead podcast is is why so often people try to they try to hide these stories. They try to hide these, you know, when you see uh, Chile here on television and you see people on television, these are the stories that don't get told behind the scenes. And what ends up happening is, is these, these kind of propped up falsehoods take place and then people feel terrible about themselves for not being able to execute at that standard all the time, when in fact things are just crashing down behind them. And so it's, I just, I, I, I'm super excited to hear about how you overcame all this stuff. I'm, I know it's terrible to probably relive a little bit, but go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, you know, you know, it's not terrible, but if you think about it, where I'm at right now in life, I would never want to do this again. I would never want to do from 2016 until now again. I just would not want to. But where yeah. I'm at with my kids, where I'm at with my life right now, 
Yep. God, I hate to say, but man, I, it's worth it. It's yep. worth, I mean, the, the best way I can view this, and this is how I lived through this entire situation. Um, the, the way that I went through it was, the, when it first happened, I said, how do you get a fish hook out? You know, well, you don't pull on it. You pull on a fish hook, you cause more damage. Hmm. So I had the walls coming down around me, and I said, don't pull that fish hook. And the more and more it happened, all I saw in my eyes was just this field burning. And we have, we have farms all around my house out here. There's farms all around my house. And they'll do a burn, control burn every once in a while. Right. And, and what I notice about these is when they do the control burn, they burn the whole field. They let it all go, and it gets rid of those parasites. It gets rid of the bugs. It gets rid of yep. the root rid of the, the bad stuff, but man, it destroys that field. Yep. When it doesn't come back, the field will not come back and be pure and be powerful until that fire has killed all the stuff away. And, and I had to sit there and, and for months and months and months, really up until just recently, almost two years, watch things get burned away from my life. You know, alcohol took my kids away from me for three months. I couldn't see them. I couldn't talk to them. Nothing. Like I, my mom showed me a picture of my kids and I couldn't recognize them. I, she showed, she sent me a picture cause she had seen them. And I was like, why are you sending me random kids? And she was like, those are your kids. And I didn't think that was a real thing until wow. I was going to a, 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 a therapist at the time going through this. And, and she said, no, that's actually a real thing. You, I've completely disconnected from knowing them because of the trauma of having him taken away. Right. Um, and I fought and fought and fought you know, to try to get them back. But at the same time, everything was burning around me until I finally just said, stop, let it burn and quit fighting it. Let it burn. There's some things in here that got to go. You know, alcohol had to go. I've been sober for, you know, almost two years now. Um, I've been wow. sober since October 9th of 2016. Wow. Um, that had to go. Um, you know, the arrogance, the pride to think that I was the answer to everybody's problem. It had to go. Yep. yep. Uh, I had to realize that sometimes it's okay to be the second guy in the room. I don't, I don't want to necessarily, I, I believe I'm a leader, but I don't necessarily have to walk into every room and it's my way or the highway. Sometimes he's got a good idea. She's got a good idea. Somebody's got a good idea. Let's be a team. I had to get that in my head. Yep. Uh, and, and until that field was burnt, you know, until that field was entirely gone and laid waste, I was never going to get it because it was still always about me. And until I wasn't anything anymore, I didn't have money. I didn't have a TV show. I didn't have sponsors. I went from going to 8 million people a month on unique views to eight people in my text, you know, texting me eight, you know, 8 million down to eight. And, and, you know, and then you realize, Oh, I'm not that important. I'm just some guy that does some things. So maybe I should find the people who I am important to, i.e. my kids, my family, and reconnect with them and build that relationship. And all this other stuff, if it happens again, it happens again. But if it doesn't, the most important thing, my legacy, who I'm remembered as, is my children, my family. Wow. That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So what, what you just described, it, it's, it's amazing hearing your story, first of all, for a couple of reasons. One, you read in books, and people will... Uh, I've heard somebody say a long time ago, the difference between somebody who's illiterate and somebody who doesn't read is nothing because neither one of them are reading, right? And so the things that you can read and learn about in books, sometimes you'll read it and you're like, what? No, no, come on. Every single adversity carries with it the seed of equivalent or greater benefit. Every single adversity. And what you just described is you just described a scenario where 
it wasn't a physical ailment with the exception of the liver, but it was a, it was a between years ailment. You know, ego has a way of literally destroying your perspective and you, you get blinded by, uh, you get blinded by, um, I, I mean, some people get blinded by success. Some people get blinded by their busyness. Some people get blinded by their, just their pursuit. Um, it's kind of amazing. So your, your story is one of overcoming. It's one of humbleness. It's one of rebuilding. And I, I don't know how your relationship is with your kids. I don't want to get into that now. And maybe you can, but that's, that's a, that's a big lesson for them to be able to learn that you're going to save them a whole bunch of heartache. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my relationship with my kids right now is amazing. It's, it's, that's why I say, though I went through the worst pain of my life, you know, not even recognizing my own kids that that trauma was so deep to, to now, you know, my son during the summer, I, you know, there, there was a divorce, you know, and there's custody issues, but I do get to see my children a lot of it's shared custody now, which I didn't have at first, but my son all day today, all day today, he sat right. We, we, ha we built this little office. This is my filming studio for content and he's got his own little office right next to me. And we've got a little door that separates us and he's got his desk where he plays brick rigs and Minecraft. <laughs> and we, yeah, we, we, we play together and he wants to build his own YouTube channel and he just wants to hang out with me all day. Um, something that, you know, uh, my wife noticed, um, uh, I've got a, you know, I've, I've remarried. I've got, um, a baby on the way, actually my third. third ah, congratulations. Time. That's awesome, man. But uh, something she noticed yesterday, yesterday I was upstairs and my son, my son wears my boot camp cover. Um, he wears it all day long and he always has it on. I, I put this hat on and it's, you know, it's got the woodland camo. My right. boot camp cover was the woodland camo. And the other day we weren't even looking at each other. I walked over and I put my hat on and my son, not even looking at me, walked over and he put his hat on the same way at the same time. Neither one of us noticed. And then I walked downstairs to come to the office and then he walked downstairs to come to the office. And then I'm looking over and he's standing right next to me and talking to me and hanging out. My daughter she hangs her hands around my neck and will not let me go. She falls asleep on me constantly, which is the coolest thing as a dad ever. It's, Absolutely it is. Ever had your daughter fall asleep on you. It's the coolest thing ever. And I didn't have that before, you know, and I look, I didn't have that. My kids were scared of me and, and not, I wasn't, I wasn't abusive at all. I wasn't that bad. It was just, I was disconnected and, and drunk. Yep. I, I wasn't fun to be around. I wasn't a dad. I was just some guy that paid the bills. And yep. now I'm dad. Now I'm, now I'm the guy that cares about them, that leads them, but also loves them. And, and it, and oh, it's, it's astronomical, the change from two years ago to now. So if, if the pain that I went through relieves them of the pain of not having a real father in the future, worth it. Yep. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you're leading you now where before the internal discipline of somebody even telling you you're not leading you even though you thought you were a leader uh that's a that's a humbling thing for guys with an ego like us you know yeah it, it takes one to recognize one I, I can tell you right now having an ego about your circumstance you, you're you're literally robbed of the lesson when you fail um, oh, everybody else around you is witnessing it. It's crazy. Like whenever you, you mentioned it, you can talk to somebody about it and they're like, Oh yeah, we knew, we knew, we knew you were struggling with that. We knew, Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm glad you're clued in now, but we knew yeah. it's amazing how, uh, how that works. Um, 
So that's, that's incredible, man. Uh, I appreciate you for a couple of reasons. One, not everybody has the balls to be able to share some of what, some of what you're talking about. Um, so kudos to you for not just going through it, but also taking some lessons from it. Um, we had talked to a, and the second, and the second reason was, uh, you, you referenced what I could describe as vulnerability. <laughs> so you didn't try to sugarcoat the fact that there was things following or follow, uh, falling down all around you. I, I don't necessarily know. I don't necessarily know if people understand the impact of that unless they've gone through something like that themselves, but you heard it. You heard it from Chile here. It's, it's not a fun thing to go through, but it's also a necessity if you're ever going to change. Yeah. So how can people, uh, so JP Denell had, uh, had wrapped up the end of his podcast and he had said, you know, he had the presence of mind understanding that we were 44 minutes in and he stopped and he, and he said, guys, listen, if there's somebody who's out there struggling with whatever, whether you're a veteran, you're, uh, you're just, the guy who's out there working, you're still a human being. If you're struggling with something that I just talked about, get in touch with us. Let us know. We'll, we'll, help, we'll help you through that or we'll talk to you. But just don't put yourself in a position where you're not, you're isolated, you're walled off and you don't have a help anymore. So I'm curious. I'm not going to put you out there but like that, but how can people connect with you? How can people find out either more about what you're talking about or maybe even just follow you. I mean, how can people pay attention to you? I'm always on, I'm always on Instagram and Facebook. It's a uh, at official Aaron Childress on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, okay. I don't really comment much on my YouTube channel, which is just youtube.com slash Aaron Childress, but okay. I, I will on Instagram and Facebook, I'll interact. And I'm, I always take the time, especially in person. I'll take the time because um, I run into a lot of people, especially when we talk about being a dad and sometimes even alcoholism, because I dealt with it. Um, you know, I, I run into people all the time. And they want to talk about it. And, and I, you know, if it will, if it will save somebody from going through what I went through, I, I'd love to talk. To, I'd love for them to have the humbling experience in a kind way from me now before they have to just watch everything burn around them, even though it was, yes, it was a necessity, man, I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Well, I was, I was sober, didn't touch alcohol for damn near 10 years. Um, I had, had some issues with it when I had a, a broken decision-making process at a younger time. Yeah. And, and that was a sobering experience to go through that. I've had family members that have been in AA for decades and it's changed their life. So the perspective that you get from deciding not to be induced by some type of chemical um, distraction, uh, that's a, that's a, that says a lot about now how whole and in full of integrity your decision-making process is now. So good on, good on you, man. Thank you. Well, that's awesome. Anything else you want to add before we, uh, before we jump off here, we're about ready to, we're about ready to wrap. We get literally got just a couple minutes. No, I mean, I, th I think uh, we touched on a lot of things. You know, my, my biggest, my biggest goal is I, I just really want to, uh, bring back the narrative, change the narrative for dads, and, and, and to understand that we are not secondary parents. I think there's a lot of media out there. There's a lot of people out there that would, you know, view dads as, you know, we're just the guy that pays the bills. We're just the, we're the fun guy instead of an, a, a leader. And I think America right now needs to bring the dad back into the fold, bring dad back in there as a leadership role. You know, uh, it, we don't have to go back to the 1950s. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying a 
a dad needs to be a dad again, and he needs to be a man to his children and, and play that role and be that role and be a leader. And, and that's what I'm fighting for right now because, man, you know, being in the court system, being in the court system, you know, with custody, you're going to learn real quick that a dad, you know, according to the courts, at least in Kansas, a dad is a secondary parent and they'll treat you that way. But don't let that filter into your mind. Make sure that in real life, when you walk out of that courtroom, when you walk out of that building, that you are to your kids, you are dad and you are dad today. And you're not going to do it tomorrow. You're going to do it today. Yep. Absolutely right. There's a there's an old song with the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. I mean, that's a that's a big synopsis of not being able to appreciate what you have in front of you, and uh, you don't realize it sometimes until it's gone. So yeah. uh, don't uh, don't make the mistake yourself. Take it from uh, take it from two dads here. Take it from two dads here. One of them talking to you about some mistakes that they've uh, that they've made. They've learned from being a knucklehead. They're not afraid to share those lessons with you and, uh, and go out and pay it forward. So Aaron, I appreciate you taking some time, man. It's, uh, it's been fantastic uh, for everybody else who's, who's, uh, who's listening, go out and get some wins. Remember, don't be beta about the process. At no point in time did he say he stopped and he just stopped moving. No, that meant it required courage and intestinal fortitude. And we call that don't be beta. So make sure that you go out there and get some wins and make some things happen today. So, Aaron, appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you. We'll chat with you soon. Take care, man. Yep.